and I'm sure there are things that we've all said at some point in our lives that we wish we could take back. There's, there's a few, there's a few. <laughs> Sometimes as soon as they come out, you're just like, ah, oh, if I could just like take them back. <laughs> Right? And and that that happens and sometimes Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. The other day I was driving past some construction workers who were putting up some guardrails. This is gonna make sense here here in a bit. There's a reason why <laughs> there's a reason why I'm I'm sharing this. And it got me thinking about guardrails that we really need in our marriage. I was also thinking about really throughout this, the purpose of guardrails on the road. And really, I, I don't know if people know this, but really the purpose of the guardrail is to form a safety barrier. It, it's to help protect the driver, right? From going off the road or coming into oncoming traffic, depending where the barrier is. And I hope as I'm sure this, our listeners will see the marriage analogy uh, that we're talking <laughs> talking about here, right? Like a guardrail in marriage, we could say are safety barriers to help protect us from drifting away from each other. And today we're going to be talking about four, guard, four guardrails <laughs> that we think are important to have in every marriage. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I am excited about it. I think I think it's a great concept and a great analogy, right? When we see those things, it kind of makes it tangible because sometimes in the abstract of applying that to a relationship, sometimes it can be hard to, I don't know, feel like it's got handles, but then yeah. sometimes seeing something like that, it yeah. just makes it more concrete. And yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, well, it got me thinking about it. it yeah, was, it's it great. It's an interesting concept. Anyways, we'll talk about it today. I'm excited for it. But we just got back from our weekend getaway. We were speaking out in Victoria. Oh, my goodness. So what, good. What a lovely place. Like, yeah. That is, and lovely beautiful. people. Yeah, very, very lovely. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. What stood out to you? About the weekend getaway, maybe. Okay. Or, well, whatever. Anything, I Yeah, guess. well, and I guess the clarification there, we took a day after as a holiday we and did. enjoyed Victoria before yeah, coming home. Yeah, it was home. good. It was good. But uh, about the weekend getaway, I love that there was people there who were not in crisis, mm. who were not in even a, a bad place. Right. They were just there because they're like, you know what? I want my marriage to stay strong mm. and get even stronger. Right. Right? And, and of course, there was some that were hurting and in, yeah. in hard places but just that idea that and that that is a message we're trying to get mm -hmm. out there that you don't need to be in crisis to go to a marriage weekend it's good for everyone in every season yeah. and uh, so that was encouraging and the takeaway for me personally and this has been on my heart for a little bit we just did a podcast on bids right. and uh, and that's it's been on my heart is I need to do a better job at responding to bids okay as an internal processor and I probably shared this on the podcast mm. I sometimes forget to like actually respond I maybe respond in my head but I need to yeah, right. actually make the effort yeah, to yeah. be intentional and respond. Okay. So when you say respond, like respond to somebody's conversation, respond to something that somebody did, like, like what does that mean? To bids, like bids you make, bids the kids make. Okay. 
Okay. And so responding, engaging in those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Accepting the bid, not failing the bid, oh, as we had talked about. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> how you pointed at me right away when you said failing the bid. Yeah. I guess people can't see that because this is a podcast, but yeah. I, I didn't 100% point. just pointed at me. I didn't point. I gestured. Just gestured. Yeah. Well, definitely <laughs> in my direction, pointing towards me. It was the general direction, yeah. not specifically I at was you. picking up the bid that you were laying down right there. There, uh, I think we've gotten way late here. <laughs> okay, what about you? What stood out to you? Yeah, you know, I, one of the things that really stood out to me was was the amount of people that showed up and are willing to work on their marriage and and want to engage, and then the buzz in the room when when they would turn and just be speaking with their spouse and the excitement of the couples, and that really stood out to me was just the eagerness to want to engage in those conversations, and then the conversations of with the couples after or in the break of just the appreciation that they had for this conference, the appreciation that they had for family life, the appreciation of guiding them into deeper intentional conversations Mm -hmm. as a couple and just how they were experiencing that and enjoying it to me like that's that's what we want right like we want to lead couples into deeper intentional conversations awareness about themselves awareness about uh, their relationship uh, for some awareness about god and the role that he can play inside of our marriage and inside of our lives and so bringing awareness to all these things but then having the people like affirm that that's what they were experiencing yeah that was really encouraging to me of like all the time that is put in to prepare, all the time of writing and, and practicing and, and discussing and going over the material, like, yeah, it was just, it, it paid off and, and couples were experiencing that mm-hmm. and the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit was moving in people's lives. Three new believers yeah, accepted Christ super exciting. for the first time in their life. Like, like that stuff is super exciting to be part of and what was it like 91 people putting Jesus at the center of their marriage and and recommitting to that, like saying like, no, there is a difference with Jesus at the center and, and I want to do that better. I want to run hard after that. So good. Yeah. That stuff stood out to me big time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's so true. And when you have those conversations, especially if you haven't had them for a while, it's like this breath of fresh air because all the, the baggage and the heavy stuff, right? It's, it's like you're able to just, put it down because you have the conversation right and 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 you're like oh okay we can breathe and it's just lighter and yeah Yeah. it's so good yeah yeah and of course anytime we can go anywhere in february when there's no snow on the ground (laughs) green grass (laughs) i'm just saying i love snow and i love where we live I, i do love where we live but i'm just saying February, no snow. Yeah. I could also get used to that. (laughs) All right. All right. Anyways, let's not side rail here. Let's talk about guardrails and and stay focused. Let's do that. I I said at the intro that we have found four guardrails that we think are important to have in marriage, four guardrails that we've worked on in our marriage and stay focused too. And so, yeah, let's get into them. Let's jump in. First one, first guardrail. Why don't don't you start? Okay. First one uh, would be that we would recommend having guardrails for our hearts. And in the book of Proverbs, it's um, chapter four, verse 23. It tells us above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Mm -hmm. And I really think this is one area to be aware of with guarding our hearts is to be careful how close of friendships we do develop with Mm. people of the opposite sex when we're married, right? Right. 
you look like you wanted to say something. Well, no, go ahead. I, I do want to say something, but that's fine. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. I'm working on that too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just... my bid, but that's okay. No, good, good. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this could be a long one here. <laughs> now I don't know what I was going to oh, say. No. You just, you go. Okay. Well, I, it was interesting because actually years ago I read an article and, and it was called Guarding Against Adultery. That was the, the topic of the article. And one of the things that they talked about in the article was actually to be careful how much we share with members of the opposite sex. And they went as far actually to say that we should never share any negative comments about our spouse to the opposite sex. And so when we're talking with them, like there are some very certain guardrails mm-hmm. of just to be aware of, uh, of that. And now of course, like counseling sessions, those like, that's completely different. Right. I'm totally not talking about that, but Really, what we're talking about is more about the people that we're in contact with at work, at church, sporting events, you know, like kind of like the everyday things like that, that we're rubbing shoulders with people and and doing life with, right? But I mean, we've seen what can happen when one spouse begins to confide their marriage problems to someone of the opposite sex or, or when people begin to try and help someone of the opposite sex in their marriage privately, right? right. Like when they just meet with them privately, it's just, it's not a good idea. And, and so that's really why we're saying this is one of those guardrails just to be aware of in our, in our marriage. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the reason why it's, it is kind of dangerous is being that vulnerable with someone mm. and um, sharing our heart with them, it can lead to things that were never intended, but it it happens time and time mm. again because that vulnerability, it does just create that, that closeness and yeah. that intimacy. And we do need to set up our guardrails and protect our hearts. And that's not saying we shouldn't get help, that we shouldn't have someone to talk to. Right, right. But we do need to be careful who we're choosing to confide in yeah. because we do believe our hearts should be set on Jesus first and our spouse second, yeah. right? And if anyone or anything is in that second position besides our spouse, we would recommend fixing that guardrail and and just getting it back on course so that there is just more safety there in the relationship. Yeah, and again, it's not saying that we can't have friends. No. Like, I have friends that are female. You have friends that are male, right? But, like... I don't go anywhere personally with them or like, like, yes, you know, like, or share these detail. Like, like that's what we're saying. Like, so don't hear like, Oh my goodness, I can't have a friend. Like, Oh, it's going to, no, that's not what we're saying. But there are certain things to be aware of inside those friendships and inside to guard. And yeah, anyways, that's what we're alluding to here and getting at kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second one, we would recommend have guardrails for our mouths. Mm, (laughs) Proverbs, again, Proverbs, it's a good book. Proverbs 21, 23 says, those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good one there, right? Like (laughs) I like the word calamity. (laughs) (laughs) Guarding our mouth and our tongue. Like I have to say this though too, right? Like that isn't easy thing to do all the time yeah right? like this this takes patience it takes practice learning a new muscle here but really it's so important for us to understand that our words matter they like, do they carry weight and and so if we're able to guard our mouths and and choose our words wisely like that's going to be healthy like lead to a healthier relationship right like do we use our our words to build our spouse up or 
do we use our words to tear them down or, you know, do we use them to encourage our spouse? Like these are choices that we make yeah. and these words that we choose. Yeah. Guarding our mouths. It can be a hard thing to do, like you said at times. And I'm sure there are things that we've all said at some point in our lives that we wish we could take back. There's, there's a few. There's a few. <laughs> Sometimes as soon as they come out, you're just like, ah, oh, if I could just like take in. them back. back. <laughs> right. And, and that, that happens. And sometimes it's, it's just accidental or it just comes out wrong or we didn't think through the implication mm-hmm. of what we've said. But you know what? We have to realize that even if it's not intended, there can be damage mm-hmm. from our words and we need to be careful with them and, um, and intentional. Yeah. So, so I'm just thinking, like, what would we do when or what could somebody do, right? Like when we've spoken words that we really wish that we hadn't, like what do we do in the times that we lose control of our mouth and hurt our spouse with the things we said? Like like we've done it, right? Like Mm -hmm. we've, again, people can't see us, but I'm like raising my hand when you're saying that. I'm not sure why I do that on the podcast. Like you're a hand talker. I totally know nobody can see me going, yeah, "Yeah, I raise my hand. Like, yeah, I do too. (laughs) Anyways, like, yeah, well, what, what can we do? I think I think it, when we're the one who's you know um, in the wrong, we have to go and confess that we have to seek their forgiveness, yeah. right? And yeah. and that can take some humility. Again, not always easy, but that's how we begin the restoration process in the relationship when we've done something intentional or unintentional, yeah. unintentional, <laughs> right, right. to restore the relationship. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's get practical. How would we go about setting guardrails? for our mouths that's a great question thanks for asking it's interesting i thought i i i was the one that do the asking question but, <laughs> but switching okay. it up on you yeah I, I see that i see that i'm like no uh, i love your advice i think a great place though when it comes to setting guardrails for our mouths uh, a great place is to identify the triggers or the times that we're most vulnerable in lashing out with our words and then to set up guardrails to understand not guardrails like against those people but like understanding what's the trigger going on in my life mm-hmm. and then can I can I set up some things to help so those things aren't triggering me or whatever it may be like yeah and then I, I also think like after we are setting up the identifying those triggers like also then i think giving each other permission like in our marriage giving each other permission to bring this attention to to ourselves right like giving our spouse the permission to say that hey you didn't like those weren't wise words to use or those weren't helpful words. Yeah, those, those hurt me. Those hurt me. What like, do you mean? Yeah. And, and and so giving people permission to call that out in us, even our kids, like giving them permission to be able to say like, hey, mom, hey, dad, like like that wasn't helpful. That that hurt me. And now this can still be done in respect and, and honoring and, and those types of things. It's it's not giving a any authority away or anything like that, but it, but it's actually helping. And I think it's actually helping build stronger relationships in a marriage. I think it's actually helping build stronger uh, parenting relationships. And it's actually in these cases with our kids, actually helping them to verbalize what's going on in their life too. And, yeah. and calling it out being like, no, when you said this, this is how I heard it. Yeah. This is what I felt. This is like, we're actually there's lots of teaching yeah. going on back and forth in terms of like the person who's speaking that way, right? Like if I say something that hurts the kids and they don't say like, hey, dad, that really hurt me, I'll probably keep saying it and I don't know, which will yeah. actually continue to drive a wedge into uh, the relationship. And it will actually then 
teach our kids to not speak up yeah. when someone is saying something that yeah. is hurtful. Well, and when we give them that permission, we we are training them in crucial conversations, emotional intelligence, vocalizing what's going on and coming up with solutions and yeah. and that team approach, which are all awesome things and when we say giving the other person permission it's not that they don't already have permission it's it's more of a welcoming like it's more of an invitation to be like hey i want to grow in this area because i want our relationship to be stronger and so i'm asking if you would help me in this way that's what we mean when we say giving permission yeah um because without it like yeah you know that you can say that but you don't know if it's going to be welcomed or received well. well. Whereas if, if we're asking for it, then, um, it just changes the dynamic and it's more of, Hey, we're a team. Let, let's make this little tweak here versus an attack or accusation. But it, it all is about being proactive, making a plan together that works for you in your marriage with your kids that can really help put up those guardrails for our mouths yeah. and make those course corrections. See, this is why I should be the one asking the questions. Like you, oh have, <laughs> you, you just word it so much better than what I can word it. Anyways, no, I don't believe that. You're you're very wise. But it does change. Like when we're inviting people, yeah. Not, like if I come to you and say, "I give you permission," like whoa, 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 wait a second, <laughs> what are you talking about giving me permission, right? Versus like, hey, Valerie, hey. Kieran, Sophia, Janie, like I'm working on this in my life and it would be really helpful. And actually I'm inviting you when I step outside of this to, to actually point it out in my life to when I step outside this guardrail that I'm trying to work on and set in my life, I'm really inviting you to, to help me in this area. Like even just the way of that conversation goes way smoother. Oh, it does. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, like I'm, you want, you're inviting this. You want to be part of this. And anyways. And then thanking them. Yeah. Right? When yeah. when they do it, be like, wow, thank you. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right? So good. It anyways, just changes it I, so much. I, it does. That's why I wanted to reiterate that because that that's what I meant. And that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay. Next one. The third guardrail we would recommend for every relationship is a guardrail for our minds. Mm. Right? When it comes to our spouse and our relationship, what are our thoughts, right? What do we tell ourselves about our spouse and also about our marriage? Mm-hmm. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it tells us whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm, I love those. Yeah, and I know we've used that verse before, but it's a really good verse as we're, we're focusing on our mind and our thoughts and filtering. But are those the thoughts of our marriage? Or do we tell ourselves lies? Or do does a thought pop into our head and we just run with it, right? Negative assumptions, uh, negative storylines about our spouse and their motivations. Asking ourselves, what is the tape recorder in mm. my mind saying? Mm. Yeah, so, so, so good. Let me, let me share an example or let me give an example of our marriage and really like how this has played out sure. and, and, and what you're talking about. Again, practical. Here's a story from, from our, our lives. There are still times when our schedule, it can get 
very, very busy, kind of crazy at times. <laughs> like sometimes we, you know, we're working on it, but at times yeah. it, it And that's just, just life sometimes, right? You sprint and then you recover. You yeah. sprint and then you recover. <laughs> no, totally, totally. Sorry, we should probably let Kieran's dog in. She's barking oh, okay. in the backyard. I love how... I'm back. All yeah, is well. <laughs> yeah, I love how she loves, like Padme, the, Kieran's dog's name, runs from like the back door like to the front window on the couch and like who's out there who's there? like <laughs> let me let me lick their face let me go say hi anyways i always think it's so funny and then she just sits and i i call it her facebook she yeah. just sits at the window anyways uh, <laughs> so getting back to yeah our schedule at times i can get busy and how do i say this uh nice like we get we get short with each other. Yeah. Right? Like, like there's sometimes patience isn't there <laughs> in these seasons, right? But in these moments, actually, I can find myself telling myself things about our relationship that aren't true. You know, that you don't want to spend time with me because we're too busy. And so in these seasons where we don't get to go on dates or, or just hang out I'm just my mind can drift into this like well that's because she doesn't like you and doesn't want to spend time with you or you know saying things or whatever it might be it's just like all of a sudden it's like well you don't have the best interest at your at heart for for me and for our relationship or or maybe my thought like you know you don't even care about me right like (laughs) like this is the tape recorder right like and Mm. and then in the past like I would I would just stew on these thoughts and then actually by stewing on them, actually I would start to think that they are true, which I know they're not. Like, I know they're not true. But yes, like, just to be clear, they are not true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. But I would stew on them. Now, going back to the verse that, that you were sharing, like now when those thoughts start to creep in, I'm like, like Sheldon, like, you know that these are not true. Like, I'll even be like, don't be talking all foolish to yourself. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'll be like, what is going on? Like, why are you going down this path, right? And then actually I'm able to be able to start and I, and I refocus. And I'm like, what is true? What is right? Well, the truth is we're just really busy. I haven't been pouring into you either, right? Like, I haven't initiated to take you on a date or to say, hey, let's go for coffee. Like, there's some things I control in this as well. But I, anyways, I just find my mind can play tricks on me. But when I start to ask myself what is true, what is right, what is noble, all these things and start filtering it, it changes my outlook. It changes my thought. And then I'm like, oh, well, we can't go on this date because we're working X number of nights a week or we've got this deadline coming up. Or I'm like, oh, well, that's what's true. Yeah. Is we're, our, our schedule is just we've got some deadlines coming up. We've got some some areas that just need to be completed. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden then the, the anxiety goes down, the stress goes down, my patients can come back. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's what I find, you know, when I'm talking all foolish to myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> that reminds me of a meme I just saw about um, this person and he was kneeling and praying but using old um, New King James language. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny and yeah, you were using older uh, language the, the, foolish. the foolish I'm talking all foolish to myself yeah i guess it's not older it's just yeah, not you just call me old <laughs> like, i'm trying to be young with the crowd <laughs> moving on but it, awareness awareness is so important and when we can be aware of that busyness and how that can affect us and our, our the way we think whether mm. it's positive negative right all those things it's so helpful because then we can recognize the lie 
um, the inaccurate so much quicker and mm-hmm. say that that's just not true, yeah. right? It's just we've been busy and maybe my love tank is feeling a little bit low, but you know what? I know that this is what we signed up for, we agreed to, and we're right. gonna we're gonna get back to spending time together once this yep. sprint season right. is done. Yeah, we can have honest conversations together, uh, clarify what really is going on. That's what you're saying, yeah. here, right? And and that's what we've been able to do, and which helps us then where we don't continue down the negative path, but can actually can go down the positive path of what is true, clarify those things. And if I'm at, if I'm wondering these things, not like does she do you still care about? Not like I guess I could ask that, like if I were to actually think that was true, but like. Like I can, like we can have an honest conversation. I can ask a question about our schedule. Like, hey, do you think our schedule is really busy right now? Usually, it's you asking me because I, right? Like, like saying, like Sheldon, I think you've said <laughs> yes to too many things. You're like, yeah, I have. I'm sorry, yeah. I'll get through it's it. Like, put the brakes on. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're just saying use Philippians four eight as a as a thought filter. That has really impacted uh, our guardrail of protecting our minds within inside of our relationship and and just. That tape recorder that can that can be going off. Yeah, so. and, and like, yes, don't go negative, but also focus on the truth, right? Mm. And sometimes there is truth that there's hard things or um, legitimate complaints. And I know we say this a lot, but it was huge for me in realizing that it, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's true. And there might be stuff that we do need to deal with. Yeah. Um, and and it's not about guarding our minds so much as there's a legitimate issue, right? And so doing the, the work to process and reflect about what is going on mm. can be a huge right. game changer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, number four. Let, let's go in. Uh, fourth recommended guardrail for our relationship is setting guardrails for our schedule. Interesting how this is <laughs> the next one, actually. But, but uh, this one, it it, it does and, and can trip so many keppels up. And as we just shared at times, it, it still trips us up if we're not diligent and paying attention in this area. We find ourselves running many different directions, helping many people. We're involved in a lot of activities, running our kids all over the place. And because of that, at times, as we were just sharing, like our relationship, it can take a back seat. Yeah. And, you know, we met with a couple once and uh, they'd been married for 18 years. And over the years, everything else and everyone else had been more important than each other. And it had really taken a toll on their marriage. Mm -hmm. And I know we can relate in that situation. I don't know if anybody listening can relate to that, but this couple had drifted apart and they were reaching out, asking for help on what to do and just kind of saying, how do we fix this? How do we, how do we get back together? And (laughs) the answer, it isn't anything magical or earth shattering. Uh, For them, it just hovered around making time for each other right right? right. so simple but that was the solution is that they just needed time Mm -hmm. hitting pause on the to-do list making each other a priority scheduling time together to connect to laugh to be honest to be in that moment together and that was huge Mm -hmm. for them and just rekindling that friendship and just getting rid of the the drift getting back together so there it is. That's the four. And we know, you know, there can be many more guardrails oh, for to, sure. to talk about. <laughs> and, and and so we actually encourage you if if 
you're thinking as you're listening to this podcast, well, what about this? And well, what about this? Like continue that, that thought process on other different guardrails that can, that you can put up into and have in your relationship. And we just know that these are the four that have affected us. And, and so that's probably yeah. why we want to There was focus. more than this, but these were the four we chose to focus on. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guardrails, they are, and here's the other thing when it comes to guardrails, they are things that we need to continually be reviewing, uh, not just these four, but the other things that we can think of, right? And just like the guardrails on the highway need monitoring and at times they need fixing, right? Like the guardrails in our marriages, they need monitoring as well and possibly at times fixing along the way. And again, this is where attending a family life conference, like like these are like the little small course corrections that can help us to, oh, right, get us back on the straight path and get us back on, on the, the same page and thing. Anyways, just sometimes we just need to focus on it and and that's what we're we're saying here and then as always we have some processing questions to help us continue uh to think through and to critically think through this topic of guardrails uh, valor i feel like i've been talking a lot so why don't uh, why don't you share <laughs> like jump in jump in why don't you share the the question all right here they are what are some guardrails we can set up to ensure we don't get too close to members of the opposite sex what are some of our triggers where the guardrail of our mouth breaks? What are some things we can do to help guard our mouths? What is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy in our relationship? And does this change any of the negative narrative that I'm telling myself? Hey, thanks for listening, and we will talk with you next week. Bye. Hey, how's your marriage? Maybe you're doing great. Maybe you're feeling a bit disconnected or maybe you're really stuck. Wherever you're at, there's more. Thousands of couples have discovered more at a Family Life Canada weekend getaway marriage conference. It could be a new beginning, a restart with practical tools to keep on growing closer and deeper as a couple. We've got getaways coming up at six locations. Just click the pic on your screen right now to learn more or find the dates and discounts at familylifecanada.com. Your marriage is worth it.